What may seem like an eyesore to others is a homely feature that is near and dear to my heart. The Coliseum's iconic bridge is one such feature, a bridge that every young A's fan takes the pilgrimage across. The pilgrimage starts at the Coliseum BART stop, where the rookie tra- then travels across the caged bridge, all while warding off ticket scalpers and knockoff merchandise salesmen before it opens up to reveal the mammoth concrete walls of the, o- of the Coliseum where you will escape from reality for the next three hours. If you are lucky, you will hear the sweet sounds of celebration after an A's win, as has remained custom for 42 years, while everyone funnels back across the bridge and back onto the Barch platform. The the ringing tune of celebration and the swirling aromas of beer, bacon-wrapped hot dogs, and marijuana fuse to produce an intoxicating yet homey feel. That is from... Jared Darling, sports photographer for The Pioneer, the Cal State East Bay newspaper. All right. Welcome back, sports fans. This is the SVT Sports Pod. How's it going? I am here with Sam and Tyler. I am Vince. Tim is on the ones and twos. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to us, how's it going, gentlemen? Very good. How are you guys? You know, one of these episodes, I think we should start like uh, like Robin Williams, you know, but don't say Vietnam because we're not there. But, you know, right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, USA. <laughs> uh, we, we could also we, we could take it the other Probably way. USA. Start, yeah, we, we, we could take it the other way, though, and start like from uh, Hairspray and go. Good morning, Oakland. But like sing it. I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I mean, sometimes Oakland does make me feel like I'm in Baltimore, but you know. <laughs> There's the flasher who lives next door. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm I'm I've had a, a long day of work. You you gentlemen did not have to work today. Or at least I don't know about Tim, but um nope. but oh, I'm I'm I ready. <laughs> I'm ready for for this uh, episode. I'm ready to I think get I was into the this. only one who was off. <laughs> yeah, lucky lucky dog. Lucky, lucky, lucky dude. This man uh, sat in his uh, in his recliner and watched the 1992 uh, uh, NBA Finals. No, <laughs> I do not have a recliner. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the floor, cross-legged. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce, baby. Let's go. We went to uh, shout out Kato's, <laughs> and they had a they had a um, like one of those NBA classic finals, and it was like Bulls Jazz. Oh, so I'd be like ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, I was watching it. I was like, "Oh my god!" There's like zero movement. Like it, it's not like uh, today's NBA. You know, it's only like a couple of people were moving. Um, so it's kind of interesting to watch. Right, certainly a dichotomy. Um, we will check back in with basketball in a little bit. We'll also talk a little bit of sharks. We have. Uh, NFL, a, a couple of points in the NFL, even though Super Bowl has ended, we're in the offseason. There are a couple of little notes here and there to discuss. But first, we do want to shout out that spring training is underway. The first games will begin this weekend. The A's will play the Diamondbacks, I think, in their first game. And that'll be on Saturday. In And all these games, they're either going to be in Arizona, if you're you know in the Cactus League, or if you're in the Grapefruit League like the Mets or, uh, you know, uh, any of these other teams that we pretend to care about uh, <laughs> on the East Coast, you'll be over in Florida in the Grapefruit League. You guys uh, you guys got to go to spring training, right, both of you? 
I actually have not. Uh, Sam, why don't you tell us about spring training, your experience there? Oh, it's just, I've only got to go the one time, but it was, it was awesome. Um, Arizona, you could go to multiple games. The stadiums are so close to together. So you can hit up a couple of games in a single day. Um, Beer is really cheap. Food is really cheap. The gate, you know, to get in is is really cheap. It's just a a lot of fun. Um, it's 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 great, man. You guys got to go. I I got to do it again. I mean, I I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's uh certainly on my to do list. I just haven't had the opportunity yet to make it happen. I've got uh, family out there, so we'll we'll have to. Obviously, this year I'm I'm budgeting for a wedding and whatnot, but maybe the the following year. Maybe we can figure something out. So, because um, yeah, my my stepdad's gonna go. He's gonna watch the Giants and the uh, the Rangers. He bought his ticket because he wants to see good old Bruce Bochy in a Rangers uniform. So, um, yeah, we we should probably link up. I I don't see why they would say no to us going out there. So, yeah, sounds like a great time. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I read that article to begin uh it's a paragraph from an article called an ode to the last dive bar and it's diehards it's written by jared darling who's uh at cal state east bay he's a sports photographer there and uh though the whole article is able to be read and uh he he talks about how basically the sun is setting right now kind of on this iteration of ace baseball and uh how the team is almost like like they're he talks a little bit about how they might be going to Vegas, how they're trying to stay here and just how it feels as a fan to be kind of caught in the middle of this, you know? So um, it's an interesting article. I, I'd certainly relate to a lot to it and uh, Tyler actually found it for us. So uh, shout out Tyler. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in, um, into the, uh, the description below on our, on our YouTube page. So you guys can uh, take a look at it and read it. It's a great read. It's, it's, um, to me, I felt like very nostalgic about a lot of it. Um, I know we have talked amongst ourselves about, you know, you guys, I didn't get to see it. Unfortunately, I, I didn't really start attending games. So I was a little bit after it was built, but you guys got to witness um, Mount Davis being built. I think Sam more or less got to witness it. So yeah, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a great read. It, it made me feel really nostalgic. It kind of you know, I, I harp on on them moving to Vegas and how much I, I you know, don't care if they want to build in Oakland anymore until I see gold shovels. But reading this article, it kind of made me feel like I, I, I hope they do stay in Oakland, you know. So, um, you know, we'll see. The, the, the dust is uh, yet to be settled, as, as this article may say. But uh, I heard Ram, Rob Manfred is a, yeah, he's a certainly- gigantic a-hole. He's kicking up all kinds of dust right now um, into yeah. our eyes. Uh, he's just continues to antagonize the A's fan base. Uh, uh, he said like they've been talking, they've been focusing on Vegas for the last like three months and they've had no contact with the new Oakland administration. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting to me that you haven't reached out to the new mayor yet. Uh, she's, she's been in the desk for a couple months now at this point and it sounds like she's ready to talk, but she's also, you know, going to put the city of Oakland first, which is obviously her priority. She has to make sure that if it's done right, it's done and it's done right. Uh, they, uh, so, I mean, I think baseball really needs, needs to be talking to, to the city of Oakland. I mean, there's, 
There's no reason not to. They they just like they got all pissed off because they couldn't get it done before Libby Schaff left. And I don't know. They're just like threw their hands in the air and said, fuck it. We're already we're like talking to Vegas for the next couple of months. I don't know, man. This is pissing me off. <laughs> well, let me be for the one time in your life, the voice of reason. Go for it, please. You know, usually Normally I'm, it's my oh, job. No. Usually oh, no. I'm the friend oh, no. that uh, is probably uh, taking the more cynical point of view and, and being really unhappy on this topic. And I know uh, the A's have been spending a lot of time in Las Vegas, but I really think, um, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not defending Rob Manfred here, but I, I think from a dollars and cents, uh, MLB wouldn't want the A's to move to Las Vegas. Um, and the reason why is MLB wants to reconfigure. They want to get rid of um, the divisions and do, do a, a realignment. But for that to happen, they want to add two more teams. Um, and Las Vegas is much more valuable if some crazy billionaire comes in and says, I'll pay you $5 billion to start a team, and then you got another owner that does the same thing. Um, but, you, you know, they want, they'd rather have Las Vegas be an expansion team. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think the SoCal teams, even Arizona and Colorado, uh, would want the Giants to basically have the entire Northern California that it would be just be completely uh, it would be the bit one of the biggest media markets uh for one team and i i don't think the a's would get the votes to move uh i think both la teams vote no um san diego votes no um <clears throat> arizona colorado um you know and, and any giant division rivals are going to vote no and I think this other owners would also vote no. Um, so I think it makes the most sense that the A's stay in Oakland or move to another city. Um, but pretty much any other city outside of like right now, Las Vegas, they're not going to really offer uh, money to relocate to that city. Um, so you might get some type of uh, tax break on buying and developing land, but you're not, I don't think you're going to get a whole bunch of, you're not going to hold cities of like Portland over a barrel. You know, there's been talk about the A's going to Portland. I don't think you're going to hold that city over the barrel and say, you're going to build us a stadium. You're going to pay us to go over there. And then, you know, I just don't think the economics are going to work. Um, I I still think that there is opportunity that the A's do leave Oakland, but I, I actually think the likelihood is that they're, they're going to stay in Oakland and it's not because of uh John Fisher wants to be here or anything like that. I think it's because MLB and the other billionaire owners would rather have somebody else buy into the league. Uh, it's more profitable. Um, and I think MLB wants the same thing. And also there's a talk about how um, <clears throat> the, the media on the East coast, the um, television rights, the local rights are actually that deal is falling apart because of the, the company Bally Sports is falling apart. Um, mm, so yeah. they may not be able to broadcast games. And MLB wants to step in and basically do digital, you know, streaming uh, where you would buy MLB TV and, and see more stuff like that. 
uh, through digital. Um, so I just think the economics are changing in baseball and they would rather have um, more teams in, in media markets. Um, and the A's going to Las Vegas, I don't think really moves the needle, but a startup would look at the, the Las Vegas Knights. Uh, so that's my voice of reasoning is like, I think the A's are going to stay in Oakland um, because they have to. <laughs> Not really because they want to. So whatever silver lining you could get out of that. <laughs> well, yeah. It, and I mean, the, the way that you guys uh, talked about it, it sounded like they're the A's are talking to Las Vegas because of some kind of negotiation tactic in which they're like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're going to we might go to Las Vegas and the to force the hand of Oakland to say, no, 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 we want you to stay here. We'll we'll give you what you want. Uh, but. I don't know if that makes any sense. That's just kind of like what I interpreted from it. Well, I think the best thing that could happen, I think we mentioned this before, the best thing that could happen is John Fisher just says, enough already, I'm going to sell the team, I'm out. And, you know, it's it's well documented on this podcast how furious I have personally gotten with John Fisher. And, you know, I <laughs> it bothers all of us, right? Um I have refused to buy anything from Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, or anything that he's affiliated with. That's just a personal stance. And I haven't supported this owner other than going to the A's games when I when I do go. Um, but I have definitely not had I haven't gone to as many games as I I would have liked to. Um, you know, so I, I do think there's a point where He's going to sell the team. Um, you know, clearly he's not interested in winning. He's not interested in building a winning baseball team. He's interested in building a business that is making money. Um, and he, you know, for him to do that, he's going to have to get the stadium. He's going to have to get this whole baseball village and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of the model that most sports franchises are going, not just MLB, but, you know, everywhere. Um and I think at some point he's just going to uh, wash his hands of it, maybe sell a majority stake. So he's still a partial owner. So he's still making money, but he kind of sells it to somebody who's going to uh, keep him in Oakland and build uh, at the current site or maybe the Howard terminal site. I don't know. Um, we've all hoped for the Joe Lacob, right? We all hope for that deal. Uh, Joe Lacob says the current site is where he would want to build. Um, we do know right now, if, if anybody bought the A's half that land, uh, belongs to the A's, the other half, um, still belongs to the city. So maybe there's some type of deal to be made where both, you know, uh, the A's are for sale and the city is, uh, city's half is for sale. That would definitely be if somehow the A's ownership group, John Fisher or somebody else, uh, preferably somebody else uh, like Joe Lacob was able to buy the current site. That would definitely be the quickest route to breaking ground. But I have to say the most exciting site I still think is Howard terminal. You know, I do think that would be the most exciting site is opening up that waterfront, um, turning a parking lot into something that's accessible. Um, it's on the water. You know, we, we've talked about a couple episodes ago what San Leandro is doing with their shoreline and Alameda. You know, they got that um, 
area where there's like, you know, they got wineries and distilleries. It's kind of, you know, there, uh, you know, so to, I think to, it makes the most sense to put it on Howard terminal, but to, to piggyback your Howard terminal, um, there's been some like frequently asked questions on the, uh, the city of Oakland's website. Um, the ones that get raised the most, there's a question that says, how much will this project cost Oakland taxpayers? And the city has come out and said that the project will not raise taxes or put the city or uh, county general funds at risk. Um, another one was, are my taxes going to increase? Will West Oakland's neighbors see an increase in property taxes due to Howard Terminal development? And the answer on that was no and no. Uh, there will not be an increase in anybody's taxes and does not increase the property tax rate. The current assessed value of the waterfront ballpark district site is approximately 29 and a half million. That value is expected to grow by 7.6 billion. Property taxes will be assessed on this new development, generating significant new tax revenues every year. And the last question was, is this going to be a lot like the Raiders deal of old? And they said no public funds, no public funds will be used to build or operate the facility, nor will the city or council have operational duties or liabilities. Further, unlike the general obligation bonds issued to renovate the Coliseum, bonds don't put the general fund at risk and don't increase the Oakland's property tax rates. So um, I, I agree that Oakland is probably their, their best site. And if that stays true, that that's not raising people's property taxes, not raising their actual taxes overall, it sounds like a no-brainer to, to, to stick with Howard Terminal. Howard Terminal is just like the most, it's the pretty site too. You know, it's like not too far from Jack London. It's kind of, you know, you get to, you know, the Giants did it right on the water. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely, it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful out there to open up all that water and the renderings of the cranes is really cool. Um, you know, I think all of that would be really great. The current site has its potential and like, if you were able to like tear down the stadium and rebuild the stadium and have the same field, like that's pretty cool that you get to keep the same historical field. That would be really cool. Um, I guess my only concern is they've been at this site for pretty much decades and like most, the, the, the qualities of the current site hasn't sold it in the past there's really not much to do there so like what are you going to put there if you're the a's like it's a huge site um you know so if you put a stadium there are you getting rid of oracle or putting a smaller one are you building a village around the stadium and you know what would that look like but i, I think the concern is that site has been there and there's re there's really not much to do around there or it's not accessible to get in and out of there where I do think the uh, you know we've seen this uh, before on on other columnists and personalities we've talked about it ourselves with uh, Howard Terminal having access to three BART stations um, and then possibly a, a ferry system if you built it on Howard Terminal getting a ferry system um, so there's yeah, like, mean, it's right next to the Jack London. So you could even just utilize the Jack London. Correct, yeah. I mean, and that yeah. might be, you know, if San Leandro developed what they're talking about and there's a ferry at San Leandro, I mean, a day game baseball game ferry from San Leandro up the, up the bay and uh, get dropped off at Jack London square or possibly even the stadium. I mean, that is, that's scenic, man. Uh, you know, you yeah. like, you, you, you leave, uh, 
11 and you get there and kind of mosey on in for a one o'clock uh, Saturday game. Yeah, I mean Amazing. Richmond has a Richmond has a fa- uh, ferry station that they Benicia, built a couple of years ago. It, or but, is it Benicia Sausalito or uh, Vallejo? Vallejo and Sausalito. Vallejo, yeah. Sausalito. Richmond. And, uh, yeah, Richmond just built one a couple of years ago. So I mean, it's just a nice little cruise down the bay, just you know, a couple of cities down, and there you are. Yeah. So like I was the, just talking about the the ferry building. I think a couple of weeks back, me and Lisa went to uh, to uh, Sausalito, and she was telling me that she's never taken the ferry. I was like, oh, we gotta do it. Just, just to let you know, uh, if they tell you that there's pastries and hot breakfast, they've been saying that since I was a kid, and there's never been hot pastries or breakfast. <laughs> never. <laughs> Not once. But, you know, the, the point of, like, making it easy for people to go to see the games, like, the easier you make it, to make make a day of it, you know, it's like, why would you not want to do that? You know, like it's benefits everybody. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, and I just think the location would would make the most sense for me. You know, uh, being able to spill out into the, you know, um, they're going to be building this pot, you know, this baseball village, but also like pouring out into other neighborhoods. Chinatown's right there. Uh, you know, Jack London's right there. Um, downtown is not too far. Old Oakland is, you know, right there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so much to do in that whole corridor. And it just, I think it enhances the, the whole downtown experience of Oakland is that, uh, cause Oakland's not very big, like, you know, anybody for whatever reason, you know, uh, somebody who shout out France, you know, <laughs> we had a France listener, you know, it, the Bay is really not that big geographically, you know? So for you to get from Jack London to downtown Oakland, it's really not that much, you know? So you really have an opportunity to move some infrastructure closer to your downtown, have some events going on because you're going to, it's not just going to host baseball. You're talking concerts and festivals and you're opening up that shoreline so you're talking boating events. There's going to be more kayaking. And, and look at what San Francisco did when they started to clean up their shoreline. They, they started to have all these big events for those speed boats, you know. Yeah, the, um, the Cup yeah. of America. Right. You yeah. know, so like you get to be a part of that too. And I think it as a region, you're going to have the Giant Stadium. You have the A Stadium. You have all the infrastructure around there. Um you know, then you have, uh, you know, Stanford, um, Avaya, the hockey rinks, like it, it starts to put the Bay area as far as uh, sports complexes. Yeah. It's kind of spaced out, but there are some premier sports complexes in the region, which makes you, uh, you know, we know world cup is going to be in North America. I think it's going to be, at, I think there's a game, a couple games at Levi. Yep. Yep. Levi's uh, is one of those uh, host stadiums, you know, so you, you kind of grow this network where um, you have the infrastructure to do more World Cups. You have the infrastructure to do the Olympics. You have the infrastructure to do, you know, the Super Bowl World Series. Like you have the infrastructure to yeah. do all these things. And you, if the A's go to Howard Terminal, it's going to free up what's, you know, the, the current site. And I was, I've been thinking about this for so long. And it's just, to me, the current site should be kind of like, um, I don't want to say the second downtown, but it should be like a place of education. There's uh, across the way is Martin Luther King uh, Park uh, where you can, you know, they, you could go jet skiing and, you know, rowers go out there early in the morning. 
you know, but you could kind of work with that whole region right there. I know there's a, there's a, you know, big article about the, um, there's a, a African-American uh, sports group that wants to buy this half the site and redevelop it and all that stuff. And they got some really good ideas and like, it should be something that's, uh, you know, for the city. And I don't think it makes the most sense to put the ballpark there because it, it hasn't worked and to do it again and pay for this again for, I mean, when's the next time you're getting a stadium for baseball in Oakland, you know, you got to think like you're going to design the stadium to last a hundred years. You know, So we're investing for generations. So to me, it just makes the most sense to put it at Howard terminal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I just wanted to make note, uh, the Giants built their stadium, Oracle Park, as it's called now. When it was open, it was called Pacific Bell Park. That was in the year 2000, 2001, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2000, 2001. Right? Yeah. 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 So that stadium is approaching 25 years old. So, like, the first generation of fans are alive and adults and drinking in that stadium and never set foot in candlestick for right, a baseball right. game. Yeah. So, right. I mean, and that stadium's still gorgeous it's still not going anywhere so i mean we see what this can be if you do it right and you find and do, part of doing it right is putting it at the right location and uh, as you said i just uh, i'm i'm done with the coliseum's current site it's just it has not worked any and i, I mean, mean they've the stadium, tried to build out like uh, the stadium that area across has the, free, uh, uh, the freeway the stadium has its memories right like oh, watching yeah. sports events and the stadium and the whole, like the article references the, you know, the, the crossing of the bridge and, you know, making that, that pilgrimage, um, it's awesome, you know, uh, but it's one of those things, unfortunately, as beautiful as that is those memories that we have, that we all share as, as ACE fans, unfortunately, like, that's not the future of, of sports, you know, unfortunately they're these giant behemoth money-making machines that require a lot of money to be, to be funded, you know? Yeah. yeah and, uh, I, I watched it. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, uh, I never made this connection before, but yeah. Candlestick was in the middle of nowhere next to a freeway. Uh, the Nobody Oakland Coliseum went. is the not necessarily out in the middle of nowhere, but it's next to a freeway where there's nothing else. And it's like, like yeah why why not why not use candlestick as the example of like this was a place that was iconic for a while but it's old and it needed to go away because there was a better coliseum that was built to host uh you know the giants but it also and, and, wasn't you know, up to code I, on earthquake policies as well oh, okay <laughs> well, well there was that. some uh <laughs> but you know what i mean <laughs> you know dave cavill there was a time where dave cavill seems like he's lost all equity with A's fans, right? Oh, he absolutely has. Yeah. You know, so he used to have a lot of equity with A's fans. And when he had that equity with fans, uh, they started to do some things that seemed like they wanted to get A's fandom support. And right now, if you're an A's fan, you get no advertisements for the A's. You get no, um, there's no perks in buying season tickets you know, they make it hard to be a fan. Right? What are you talking they're, about? You definitely get a perk for being a season ticket holder. You get like one of those cheap replica jerseys they give away on, on Jersey nights. Oh, it's so like a jersey. <laughs> yeah, like a jersey. <laughs> um, oh. They make it difficult 
and when they had the when Cavill was starting to build up some capital with the A's, it you know they made some cool improvements. I thought Treehouse was a lot of fun. The food uh, trucks, you know, the food mm-hmm. trucks, the championship plaza, you know, the, they started to do things that were trying to make it fun for you know pre pre game. You know, it was a lot of fun where you could do go into championship plaza and you're playing. Um, kind of like backyard games and they have big screen TVs everywhere and Treehouse was, was a lot of fun. And, you know, there's the Irish bar. You know, that's, that's my tried you know, and true. Every time I went know, to this game, I always, we always there. have to stop by there. Um, so they did, you know, Shive Tavern's really cool. And I just think about, you know, what could the new ballpark offer? You know, what would Shive Park Tavern in the new ballpark design to really look like a, you know, I think Shive Tavern, you know, that that type of bar, restaurant, whatever you want to call it or combination is what would that look like truly inspired by the Philadelphia A's history or what would, a, a you know, a, an area of the park where it's like Kansas City barbecue, California, you know, like, yeah, you know, there's all these like things, these ingredients that the new ballpark can have. And, but also, and I think the waterfront is really important because there used to be, you know, well, there still, still is, is like the longshoremen of Oakland. Like there is a, a seaport, you know, uh, you know, Oakland, the East Bay was, was a huge port system and it still is. So, you know, the, the Stockton ports, right? Like the, the minor league affiliate, um, which you could take a ferry to Stockton. It just makes sense that you can. You put it on the water. It just makes sense. The historical value, what you can do with it. It would just be beautiful, man. There was a YouTube video I watched that emphasized on the evolution of stadiums. And yeah, they, the whole premise was to show like how stadiums you know, became a thing. But I think what the video didn't tell you, the undertone of it, is that stadiums were built back then to be the place of interest and you just go there. Now stadiums are built in to build a community and build more profit. They're cash cows. How do you get more cash out of this thing? You know, when you go to San Francisco, there's tons of things to do around the stadium. So I think it'd be great to, to see West Oakland get an improvement in that category and that sense of enriching everything around it. And to your point, I don't think I would bring Shive Tavern with me. I would rename them. I'd probably rename them Lefty Grove Pub. You know, I would rename something that incorporates old players and try and bring that nostalgic to the new stadiums, but not making it so we just reminisce about the days of old. You know, yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe they sell a burger like a, a, a two patty burger called the double X burger for Jimmy Fox, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, St. Louis used to have, you know, the Mac burger, you know, the Big Mac burger, you know, so. And I think they had a whole section dedicated to to uh, Maguire as well, too. So it's just something that you could do. That no, it goes without saying. Yeah, no, it's I mean, you can have a section that's old school Oakland Coliseum, too. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it would be cool to like finally have a an A's Hall of Fame that you can walk through and, you know, just honor, honor all that stuff that, you know, all the tradition that this franchise has. Um you know, but but just going back to the original point of how we started here with the article and, you know, the, the Coliseum is going to be greatly missed. I think we all share the same memories that the uh, the article presents, um, you know, the last dive bar stuff, right? Like we've all said that it was all common, um, 
you know, A's fans have used that language a long time, you know, and it has great memories, but I, I think it's like one of those things to like, it's time. <laughs> and when that time comes to, you know, if we were able to get a new stadium and, and the, the time is uh, when the detonators are set to the Coliseum, it's definitely going to be sad. You know, I'm definitely going to be emotional, but I'm going to be excited that maybe this new stadium puts them uh, in a, in an ability to compete. So we don't have to say goodbye to our star players. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. One last thing and we can move on from it. And I want anyone who's listening to comment below on YouTube, you know, give us your thoughts and, and what you, your opinion is left field or right field, which bleacher are you rooting for? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, uh, I, I used to have bleacher tickets, um, as a season ticket holder a long time ago. And, uh, more often than not, I was sitting in left field because that's, you know, where more of the home runs go. And I was trying to get a ball. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but then I decided to upgrade my life and not have to try to fight for a seat. So, um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm loving the two thirty life. I'm uh, a lot more than, than I was the bleacher life. I'll, I'll say you, you got to so. pick a bleacher though. This is a fight amongst ACE. I said, I said two thirty, two thirty, 230, section two thirty. That's the... <laughs> What are you picking, Sam? Left field or right? I'll field? take left field. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm taking left field too. Sorry, right field. I'm taking shout left out right field. Listen, <laughs> Listen I, I'm, the I, man, the myth, the legend. Hey, I, I seen him. I seen him. I want to say, uh, I went to, uh, I ran into him at a Stockton Ports game, for sure. And I want to say he was he, he was, was on in the Chicago Boston, at the Chicago. He was at the White Sox game. Yeah, and I yeah. said what's up to him at the White Sox game. So, you know. Our paths have crossed uh, outside of the Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you picking, Tim? Left field or right field? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, it's going to sound like crazy, but I really like to just sit in the middle and just watch everything <laughs> from <laughs> just right there. Like, hey, I can look. I don't have to move my head very much to see. He's all what's going diamond on. level. <laughs> yeah, I sit behind home plate. I'm in the skybox, you know. <laughs> I prefer uh, the couch. It's cheapest. <laughs> Comment below on our YouTube page. Are you a left field or are you a right field? Let us yeah, know. That's right. Um, so we're going to switch gears now, and we're going to talk NBA and the All-Star break just happened. Uh, Dame won the three-point contest. Uh, so that, him. you know, good good for him. Uh, you know, a little uh, applause for uh, uh Dame Lillard and Oakland, you know, stay up. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, Mac McClung wins the dunk contest and basically a G leaguer. Uh, he signed a 10 day contract with Philly and was able to play in the dunk contest and fucking won it. Good God. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know. You guys got some thoughts on a uh, all-star celebration. Uh, Matt McClung was a warrior to start. this. Yeah, that's what I, I just want to point that out. <laughs> He was with the Lakers, got released, and then the Warriors signed him, and he played in Japan when when the Warriors played their preseason games in Japan, and then they released him. So ah uh, yes, yes, he was with uh, with us for a short moment of time. Shaq picked him. Shaq personally picked Mac McClung to win it. So clearly, the Diesel saw something that uh, nobody else was seeing out there. So, but but good for him, man. I, he, I he saw he, uh, some makes... money. I'm sure that's what it was oh, for sure. Money, money. Yeah, for sure. This kid was a highlight reel in, in, in high school, man. So, you know, 
shout out for him. And I'm happy Dame. I mean, it sucks that Curry got hurt, but I'm happy that Dame got to participate in the all-star game. Um, he shot like a half court shot. and uh, fucking swished it like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even just dead center. It was like far to the left and he shot it from half court. And then uh, Jason Tatum uh, broke the all-star scoring record, I, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know what he put up. Like It was 56, 56. or something like that. Yeah. So it's all-star game. Honestly, I'm here to watch maybe I, the dunk contest. I've only seen two or three in my life that I thought were pretty good. The, the uh, um, uh, what's his name? Aaron. Uh, I'm drawing like his, his name and the kid. Oh, Aaron Gordon. Chicago. Aaron Gordon and uh, and uh, the kid from Chicago. That that was probably the best Zach dunk Levine. contest. Yeah, that's the best one I've ever seen. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm here for the three point contest, and that's pretty much it. The, the All Star game is kind of a snooze fest. How dare you besmirch Vince Carter? I was just gonna say <laughs> like that. In okay. how dare you in, in Oakland? Like Oracle in Oakland. Look, Jay Rich with 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 you know the the Oakland special here the the. The uh, the Vince Carter dunk, oh, they're great, they're terrific dunks. Uh, I just think as a head to head matchup, dunk for dunk, how gravitated we were to that game, or at least to that contest, that's probably the best one I've seen. But the thing is, Jay Rich and Vince were clearly the winners, there wasn't anybody challenging them. Okay, okay, I, I hear you. Um, but let's just not be so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm saying hey vince carter was a warrior too until he wasn't after draft night that's right yeah, <laughs> never forget once a warrior always a warrior right that's what mugsy bogues said right i had a poster of mugsy bogues in in my in my room when i was a kid in like elementary school and i thought if he if i could be the same height as him i could definitely make the nba boy did those realities get dashed quick yeah <laughs> Yeah, those, those realities all of us. <laughs> the realities of being a professional athlete get curb stomped pretty quickly like you oh, know, yeah. around age 10 or 12 you know yeah definitely definitely uh but yeah <laughs> team lebron team giannis i think that was a really boring all-star game i'm just gonna go out and say it was boring they scored like almost 300 points i think no, they definitely scored over 300 points yeah 184 175 that's what you have written down here yeah it's 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 all offense, no defense. Um, just everybody go go put up some numbers, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. All star games in general, they're just you know um, the best ones are mid as fuck, and the worst ones are uh, uh, snooze fests, you know. Uh, so they, I mean, you get individuals putting up, you know, good games and whatnot. So you know, good on Tatum putting on a show. Uh, I just, I honestly don't really care that much but yeah. it happened and i feel like we had to at least spend a little bit of time on it um before the all-star break uh the warriors did have two games this past week uh they they won against washington they Wand. lost that, that's what i said one w-o-n one yeah yes yeah. that's, that's what i heard too mm -hmm. yeah uh against washington and they lost at the clippers uh so they're 29 and 29 ninth in the west they're holding down a playing spot uh and it's here we are again. Uh, if they can't figure out a way to get out of fucking 500, they're going to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Of course, this is a team that nobody really wants to play in the playoffs. You know, if you're a one seed and you, you have to stumble into the Warriors, are you really that thrilled? Um, Honestly, I wouldn't be that nervous. I mean, I put the next point up here and, I, and we could just probably jump into it here. Yeah, um, let's, let's go in. 
the, the Clippers signed Westbrook today. Uh, the uh, Utah Jazz finished out the buyout. And so he'll be joining the Clippers. Um, the Suns obviously have Kevin Durant. The number one team in the West, the Nuggets have the arguably third-time MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. And obviously Memphis has uh, got John Morant and they're in third or they're in second. I'm sorry. Sorry. Don't, don't kill me, Memphis. Um, with those acquisitions with Westbrook and KD, do you, I mean, who are you guys picking out of the West? You still picking the Warriors? Cause right now I'm thinking the Warriors are a dark horse team. Yeah. They're, they're dark horse at best for me. Um, I'm not saying to win it all just to come out no. of the West. No, I, I think uh, – and I'll believe the Clippers will come out of the West when they actually do it, and I will never, ever pick the Clippers because I'm not going to be made a fool, you know? <laughs> I refuse to do that because the Clippers always find a way to be the Clippers and mess it up, and this hey. is something that's been going on for a long, long time with that franchise. So uh, I will never pick the Clippers – uh, ever Billy and Crystal it, believes in them. If it I does. take L's, if I take an L on the Clippers actually doing something, so be it. But I will not be caught holding the bag. Okay, hey man, you got to be more like so, Billy Crystal. You got to so, hold the faith, you know. That being said, uh, it's kind of tough not to pick the Suns with Katie on it. You know, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I, that that is that is daunting. That's for sure. Um, this is sort of you know. Uh, Chris Paul's last hurrah as well. So, yeah, Chris Paul's done absolutely nothing this year. He's kind yeah. of regressed. Who, yeah, who are you he, he has, but yeah. So, who are you Sam? picking, Sam? No, I agree. Phoenix, um, if they're healthy going into the playoffs, you know, I think this year and like that's kind of it. It's all on this year. I, I don't really see them being able to bring everybody back next year and, you know, everybody's going to be a year older. I don't know. So it's it, it's all in for this year. And if you can't do it this year, then ouch. <laughs> you guys are so disrespectful. The the Joker and that team I that almost, chemistry. I almost said nuggets, but I'm just I I I'm I think the the, yeah. the Suns traded uh Mikel Bridges. So they traded their best three and D player. They don't have Crowder anymore. Crowder's not with them anymore. So you basically gave up two top tier defenders. I know Crowder wasn't playing this year to get basically Kevin Durant, who was, you know, otherworldly, but he's also coming off of two injuries himself. You know, he's injured right now. He's, he's supposed to make his debut. I think this week or the, as soon as we get back from the all-star break. So the, the nuggets still have their core. They also have one of the best defenses in all of NBA. You guys are disrespecting them. The three-time MVP Joker, I think they're clearly the favorites to win it. But the Suns are a close second. Okay. Um, anything else we need to touch on in basketball, gentlemen? No? Yeah? You're all idiots. Uh, the Kings are going to win. It's the Ooh. Kings. Light the lamp. Light the beam. Or like the beam, whatever the shit it is. I don't live in Sacramento. I'll, I'd be happy I'll, for I'd be happy for uh, Kings fans though. I'd be happy for Sacramento, man. Yeah, I'm a Warriors fan, but I, you know, I don't hate on the Kings. I, you know, I got a lot of friends who are Kings fans, so I'd be happy for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's a nice story. Uh, what's going on in Sacramento, and uh, we'll see how long it can last. Uh, obviously, also, Mike Brown is a hell of a head coach. Let's start before, with that. Before we move on from the NBA super disrespectful that the Kings 
have arguably two or three players that are dominating in statistic categories from the NBA, and they didn't get a single player in the in the uh, All Star game. Ridiculous. Yeah, bring that up with the commissioner. Ridiculous. <laughs> um. So we're gonna switch gears again. We're going to the NFL real quick. Just a couple of notes. Uh, Derek Carr, your boy Sam, he's officially been released, and he's visiting the Saints and the Jets. Um. We talked about this before. Um, I think that he ends up with in New Orleans, uh, but the obviously the Jets. That's an that's a tempting uh, place to play, especially you've got uh, Brees Hall as a running back, and you have uh, Garrett Wilson. You know the good Wilson on their team. Uh, that that could be a lot of fun to throw balls to that guy. You know. So, so before 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 Sam gets his input, I just want to throw something out there too regarding mm-hmm. the Jets. I heard just a rumor mill that the Jets are possibly looking to trade for uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers as well. So go ahead, Sam. Uh, well, if the Jets want to get Aaron Rodgers, if anybody wants to get Aaron Rodgers, like they're going to pay a, a big price tag. Um, you know, they're not going to let him walk on a, you know, they're not going to take a bad deal because they just want to mount the building. Um, so I think if you're the the Jets or I mean or the Saints, you rather uh, sign Derek Carr or a free agent quarterback that you believe in. Um, that way you could keep your draft capital and continue to add because it's going to cost you money. He's not going to take a, you know, Derek Carr is going to take a a huge portion of your salary cap. And so is Aaron Rodgers, but you're also getting rid of your draft equity. Um, you're probably giving away some players. Um, so if I'm the jets I'm or, or the saints, I'm probably trying to sign Derek Carr um, because I think they're close to actually competing. I'm, I mean, the saints finished what second in their division or something. Um and the the Jets were really competitive. They were, you know, they started off really well, and unfortunately, they couldn't figure out the quarterback situation at the end of the year. And you know, but they're a talented roster too, and they get their running back back, running back back. <laughs> yeah. So we have some coaching uh, updates as well. Eric Bieniemy, he was the Kansas City offensive coordinator. He's now going to be the Washington Commandos offensive coordinator. Yes, I said Commandos instead of Commanders. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully he can tell Ron Rivera how many wins and losses they have before they get eliminated. Unlike last year, Jesus, that was so bad. That was such a bad look. Um, and I <laughs> think this is probably <laughs> this is probably the. No. Um, uh, the bridge to getting Eric Bieniemy a head coaching job, I think at this point, because um, I would have thought he would have already had one, uh, you know, just handling the Kansas city offense for so long, but uh, maybe Andy Reed has been an unintentional impediment. I don't know. So uh, maybe they, people not giving Bieniemy enough credit for that. So this is a chance for him to kind of prove it uh, somewhere else and then probably leapfrog into a head coaching job somewhere else. So. Come on. Absolutely. You know, you want to say it. Yeah. All right. The next note, uh, the, the Colts have their man's offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. All right. Uh, uh, Cooter express. That's right. He was the, uh, offensive coordinator for a while in Detroit a couple of years ago. 
And last year he was a uh, game day coordinator for the Jaguars, but um, basically he's really popular because of his name. Uh, and uh, I mean, he's, you know, he's a pretty smart guy. I think uh, we'll see, we'll see how it uh, plays out in Indianapolis where you don't really have a quarterback and you have a running back who's all world in Jonathan Taylor, but um, I can't uh, wait. A lot of pieces until, are missing, man. I can't wait until Booger talks about Cooter. <laughs> it's gonna be good times good times for the sensors uh you know having that dump button just in case something real bad happens uh, like a name <laughs> yeah well no you i mean you make a joke you cross a line you you know how it goes you know i mean yeah. uh one day you're talking about cooter and then the next thing you have to say wait i meant jim bob not something else so what was that <laughs> baseball guy who like quit on air he said oh he was for the cincinnati reds <laughs> he uh, said oh yeah it was uh, oh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't so, remember what he said now i'm drawing a blank on what he said but yeah it was, very... uh, it was something homophobic Oh, definitely. Uh, it, was, it was homophobic for sure. <laughs> I know. He, I just remember he said something stupid and then was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he said, I, I, mean, I may be pair. I may be quoting around, but I think he said the F word and not yeah, the, the F slur. Yeah. Yeah. Not the fuck word. The other word, the other F word. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. A yeah. bundle of sticks. Yeah. yeah that'd that be one. the one. That's the one. <laughs> um, uh, one other note, the Cardinals signed Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs> Terrible. How are you going to run? <laughs> Terrible. I'm see you later. I'm glad he's gone. You know what my you know what my favorite part about this whole entire thing with, with Jonathan Gannon was that Jonathan Gannon didn't even know he was going to interview with the Cardinals until Howie Roseman told him on Sunday night after the Super Bowl that he was going to stay in Arizona to interview. He didn't even know. Howie Roseman was done with this man. So see you later. Glad. Wow. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a real winner that Arizona got. Um, oh man, I uh I'm not I'm not upset about it. <laughs> As a Niners fan, uh have at it, bud. You know, keep having your fun, do your thing. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I although I am mad though, because I, I did find out that John Gannon signed the uh, Eagles linebacker coach, which I was like, ah, uh, kind of sucks. But well, you figure, um, you know, like uh, it, it's happened to the Niners a lot. Like when one of their coordinators gets hired, they pull like you know four or five guys along with them. So, um, you know, you just got to hope that your franchise is good enough to you know handle that loss and replace uh, with other more quality uh, coaches and. The 49ers have proved to be able to do that to this point, and uh, we're going to let the Eagles are going to get their chance to prove it now, too. Well, luckily, yes. Uh, one of our home games this year for the Eagles, that is, uh, we get to uh, host the Cardinals. So that should be fun. Oh, homecoming already. We got a revenge game on tap already. Yeah, we're also hosting the 49ers as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, NFC East is playing NFC West uh, this year. So that's fun. Uh, you get all of those teams, not just the Eagles. We get. You know, the Giants and the Cowboys uh, and the Commandos as well. All right. So speaking of the West, that's a weird transition. The Sharks, um, they're back from the All-Star break. They play in the Pacific Division. There's your connection. Go me. I made it work. What a, what a weird uh, i know you're gonna go in the scores but what a weird game time today man i was so yeah. thrown off with that yeah uh because it's a holiday we're recording on president's day um uh, because it's a holiday, uh, they like to sometimes start the games at one o'clock just to like, 
you know, lean into the holiday. They did it for MLK Day as well, actually. Uh, the Sharks did. So, so that's, you know, it, it's a weird little oddity in the schedule that hockey is unafraid to do. Like the Sharks actually played on Super Bowl Sunday. They played at 10 a.m. Uh, local time. So uh, they were on the East Coast. So that was, you know, missed. Uh, did we win that game? Uh, no, it was uh, oh. uh, at, uh, it was, I think. They, they lost. I, think. I was going to say, if, if we won the game, we should just make all of our start times one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the last week, the Sharks uh, went one and three. They they lost versus uh, Pittsburgh three to one. They lost at Vegas two one. They lost at home against Buffalo and they get the win today against Seattle four nil. So um, they are currently 18 wins, 29 losses and 11 overtime losses, which, of course, is seventh in the Pacific. They are six points clear of the Anaheim Ducks. Bang, bang, quack, quack, motherfucks. Um, the, the real thing I want to talk about with the Sharks, though, is that uh, this coming Saturday, the 25th, is the Patrick Marlowe jersey retirement event. And um, they're going to roll out the teal carpet. A lot of former players are going to roll through, uh, either for the Sharks and actually some, like, guys that just know Patty that are now retired and don't have anything better to do, I'm sure. They're going to show up and... Um, Hey, uh, uh, g- give the best, biggest honor that the team can give them. Uh, we're going to hang his number 12 up in the rafters and, uh, the events are going to start at three o'clock. I, I believe the teal carpet will be at three 30 and then their ceremony will be at five 30. The game will start at seven and hopefully the sharks can get a win, uh, against another terrible team. The Blackhawks, this is, this is one that you can win, um, I know that there's some fans that just want the Sharks to lose every game from here on out to try to improve the draft position. I am never like that. I do not, I I, I do not like the idea of tanking uh, as it is. I know I see the, you know, the value of it, like, you know, in a vacuum, but I just, I hate tanking and I want the Sharks to win. And especially on Patrick Marlowe night. Are you kidding me? Like get a win boys. Let's go. Let's let's do a prop bet. What's the over and under? And we'll do it at we'll set the bar at four sheets of tissue paper that Vince is gonna go through, with four <laughs> being the over. Uh, so you need to go uh, go point half. You you need to okay okay okay, okay okay okay. So is it three and a half or four and a half? What we'll, are you we'll, saying? We'll go we'll go we'll go four and a half. We'll go four and a half. So am I, am I gonna use five tissue papers or four or less? Okay, Correct. so gentlemen, uh, I actually think I'm going to be under. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to be under. I think uh, I, I might um, I might only need one. I don't know, um, because he, he, I'll just be like loudly cheering and shouting uh, happiness. Uh, may, may, maybe one, maybe two. Happy, happy tears are still tears. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. But I just, I, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I think hey. I can hold it together. Um, I, I'm just thinking about when Patrick Marlowe came back as a member of uh of the maple leafs and um i i didn't really cry that much like i was just really sh- i was just shouting and lost my voice and was very very happy uh, uh sir i was patrick back and just i was at your it. wedding sir so i'm definitely going with the over okay <laughs> well he he also knows how to fold tissue very efficiently so yeah i no, mean no, look no. at those sheet, spreadsheets man. a sheet a sheet is a sheet <laughs> I didn't use one tissue at my wedding. I just used my fingers like a man. No, you you used your <laughs> wife's dress. Yeah, I just cried <laughs> right into that fucking thing. No. 
What you Definitely got? Definitely the under. Definitely. Are you taking the under? Yeah. yeah, it's under. I think you went too high, man. I don't know. I, 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 I'm convinced that Vince is a man, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say under. <laughs> no, no, crying's great. Um, I'm just saying that I'm not gonna use. I tissues. just think he's gonna get a, you know, he's gonna fold it in half. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> see, you know, the, he's the not, a, he's not a wasteful boy. Your, your boy That's Vince right. there. He's I'm efficient. I'm trying to, trying to save a motherfucking planet you know? here. Shit. <laughs> Vince is a, Vince is a, Vince is a one ply tissue or a toilet paper kind of guy. No, no, save actually, I'm a Charmin guy. I'm, I'm a Charmin extra soft. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I my, my asshole needs luxury. I'm sorry. And, and he's going to bring a handkerchief. So in your face. <laughs> yeah. Booyah. Handkerchief. That's cheating though. That, that That's, that's going off the script here, sir. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a lot of fun uh, to see Patrick Marlon, some of the old players back again. Um, I actually did uh, rewatch the hype video from when Patrick Marlon announced his retirement earlier this week, uh, just for, you know, J- just to get me in the mood, get me set, ready for it. Um, I'm actually wearing my Sharks hat today uh, just to because it's it's Patrick Marlowe week as far as I'm concerned. Um, nothing else is important. Nothing else matters. It's Patrick Marlowe week. So. Rex up. I was like, I had no audio. What the it's heck time happened? for your Rex up. All right. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah, Rex it is up. time for. All right, so that that does it for sharks. Let's move on to Wrexham. Wrexham update. Let's go, Tyler. What's going on with our boys over in uh, the uh, across the pond? That was such a smooth save that it's you awful. know, yeah. We it's like awful. tripped and like stumbled every step of the way, but then Sam just came sliding in like like he was sliding in a home plate and saved us. Uh, um, we suck. <laughs> Uh, currently, Wrexham is second in the table. The uh, They had a tie against... Now, again, I don't know how to pronounce this. If I'm pronouncing this wrong and you're from England and you want to tell me, you, you can please feel free. Uh, Woking, it's spelled W-O-K-I-N-G. So I'm going to go with Woking. Uh, they uh, tied that game. Uh, they only get in one point out of it. Currently, Knotts County is in first place. They haven't lost their last six games where we haven't lost uh, our last five, but we did have a tie in between there. So uh, currently Knotts County is at 80 points. Wrexham is at 75. Still a little bit of ways to go, but we're getting closer and closer towards the end of it here. I think we got about another like two months, I think just, just about two or two and a half months. So Knotts County, I, I started looking into it because I was like, why is this team so good? They weren't even talked about or a discussion uh, last year. So I don't understand where they came from. So it turns out Knotts County is a lot like Wrexham. Uh, Knotts County has a influx of money that's uh, owned by a, uh, like a sales management team slash AKA a uh, housing real estate uh, department firm. So they have a lot of influx money, just kind of how Wrexham does. So that's why you're seeing Knotts County pretty much dominate uh, the, uh, the, this table here i'm on national league thank you so it should be fun we got another two and a half months rexham could still get in first place but they're uh clearly ahead of the everybody else uh so if there was a playoff situation third place which is woking uh they're at 58 points rexham being at 75 so there's a big gap between talent level so if rexham does end up in a playoff scenario i uh i still like the their chances of moving on to the uh, yeah 
Absolutely. EFL. So that, that's what we're hoping for. We want to see, see our boys get promoted and start playing um, more, more meaningful games. You know, that'd be great for uh, Wrexham obviously. And uh, as we had mentioned before, the, the sort of kinship that we feel as A's fans yeah. uh, with the Wrexham, a lot of, a lot of overlapping uh, scenarios that have happened over the years. So we're hoping our uh, Ryan Reynolds and, uh, and, uh, Rob, McElhaney. Rob McElhaney. We're hoping that those guys can, uh, uh, our version of those guys show up real soon, you know? So I, I believe. Please buy the team, Joe. <laughs> Just buy it. Just do it. Do it. Do Come it. on, Joe do and it. Peters. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I believe that will do it for us. Unless you guys got something else you need to talk about. Anything get off your chest? Are we good? I'm good. Um, everyone, make sure that uh, you get a chance to uh, read uh, Jared Darling's uh, po- or um, uh, piece about the Ode to the Coliseum. He's got wonderful other stuff that's, that he wrote up there as well, too. So take a look at, at other, his other pieces that he's written as well, too. That's right. That's uh, the Cal State University East Bay newspaper, The Pioneer. Um, go ahead and uh, check them out. Uh, uh, former alma mater. That's my alma mater. Um, yeah, go Pioneers. All right. Were you, were you, were you cum laude? Uh, no, 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 no. I was just normal. Like I, I was, I don't know what my GPA was. It was like three, two or something like that. It was good. It wasn't great. I, 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 when I'm in school, I, I follow the theory of, um, I could really bust my ass and do all the homework and get a hundred percent, or I could do pretty much none of the homework, still ace all the tests and get a B in the class. So I went with that route instead because I, I was really good at school. Um, yeah, it, uh, school was not that difficult for me. Um, I leave, I lead a blessed life. Okay. So yeah, there we are. I just want to be smart like you. <laughs> uh, I, I was good at the test taking and stuff like that. Like um, my weird, my weird lizard brain was able to really focus on stuff like that. So that's, you heard it here first, you, folks. Dude, Vince is just, a lizard man. Vince that's Hurdle. right. You're gonna make there a is. strand. That's with uh, Jeremy Corbell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I can just get us to trend with like I don't know Holden McNeely or something like that. Some like oh my god, uh, th- that'd be great. Just get us trending. Period. I don't even give a shit. Um, <laughs> All right. And on that note, you have been listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we post a new episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Please slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. And uh, we are posting a couple of videos each week now. Um, You're going to get the main episode and then we're going to get some extra points as well. So please like those and uh, comment and share them with your friends. Uh, especially the baseball rules we went over last week. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of questions and I think we provided a really good primer of what's to come and how, how it'll, how it'll affect games. So there you go. All right, fellas. Well, you guys have a good night and uh, I'll see y'all next week. Catch y'all on the flip side. (laughs) All right. Later. Bye. (laughs)